welcome to an extra special, extra current edition of Normandy FM. I knocked over a can. That's how quick things are coming together here. I didn't even have my mic set up in the right place because we've got hot breaking no- news here uh, with another bio, bio bit. You've got a bio bit here, Ken. Got the name right. I got the name right. Uh, see, now I remember it by going like, the one you think is right is wrong. So... We'll see how long that lasts until I start calling it the wrong thing again because I've screwed myself over. <laughs> oh, as always, Eric Van Allen alongside Kenneth Shepard and Ken, we've got, we're going to call it one and a quarter stories worth of news today. And, and we will explain why as it goes on. But I think the main one that most people are probably aware of right now is that bioware has announced that it is putting anthem uh out to pasture it is it is done they're not going to be developing anything more about anthem they're scrapping plans for anthem next and uh they will be keeping the anthem live service uh as it exists today running but uh in a statement from christian daily over at bioware um they say uh Sorry, I'm scanning this real quick. 2020 was a year unlike any other, however, and while we continue to make progress against all our game projects at BioWare, working from home during the pandemic has had an impact on our productivity, and not everything we had planned as a studio before COVID-19 can be accomplished without putting undue stress on our teams. I know this will be disappointing to the community of Anthem players who have been excited to see the improvements we've been working on. It's also disappointing for the team who were doing brilliant work, and for me personally, Anthem is what brought me to BioWare, and the last two years have been some of the most challenging and rewarding experiences of my career game development is hard decisions like these are not easy moving forward we need to laser focus our efforts as a studio and strengthen the next dragon age and mass effect titles while continuing to provide quality updates to star wars the old republic uh so ken i gotta be honest this is kind of what i was expecting um Mm. i especially after the most recent update which was uh jason schreier's report that uh, EA would be deciding the future of Anthem. Um, obviously, that's a report that's not anything that got out publicly, uh, you know, as EA intended it to, possibly. But um, I think even despite the goodwill of fans, and there was a lot of goodwill, I saw a lot of uh, players who were holding out hope for Anthem, who were trying to start hashtag campaigns and stuff like that. I think with both the changing face of EA as well as the changing face of Bioware um, Anthem feels like it was it was the thing that was going to happen because it needed to start from square one on all fronts uh, but where, where are you kind of at with this news? Uh, I feel a mix of emotions because I think what has been my takeaway since they announced that this was going to be a thing that they were doing was that it felt like a massive waste of Bioware's talents to invest in a game that, one, felt, like, antithetical to the majority of, like, the way that studio operates and, that, like, what brings people to those games. But also, like, it is not it is not lost on me that, like, a year or so of work is just not going to be used. But that, you know, a team spent their time and put themselves into this project and it's just not going to go anywhere. And that is sad. That is, like, regardless of how you feel about Anthem as a video game, it is sad when people that put a lot of work into something don't actually get to see it uh, come to fruition. Um, uh-huh. I 
I did play like I played. You you never got around to playing, it, but I, I did play through all of Anthem, and I, I, I yeah. Like I, I pl- played mm. demos. I played demos. Okay, I'm talking shows. about playing the video game <laughs> Anthem, putting it in your console or your PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And playing the fucking game. Putting um, it in my PC. I don't have a disc drive. What is this? I don't. This? I don't. Nineties. Fucking know what you do. I don't know what your setup is. I don't know what your setup is like. Anyway, um, <laughs> I I played that game and I did not like. I came away like if you even go back to like episodes back when the game came out. I think we were in the middle of Mass Effect two or so at the time. Uh, I talked about how like the game was not great or in a lot of cases wasn't even good, but it just, I felt like it at the, that time deserved the chance to have like sort of like you know the uh, the redemption story that a lot of live service games get. But I think. The further it got away from when the game actually came out, I was like, this is, like, late. This is very, very late. Like, in, like they had this conversation or this meeting in, a, in EA to kind of, like, d- determine when, whether this was going to happen. Like, as recently as, like, a week or so ago, I think it was, as for this recording. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know that you can come back two years after the fact for a game that doesn't have, like, the brand awareness of something. Like, like Final Fantasy XIV is often cited in this, but that, like, Final Fantasy is an established name yes, people exactly. give a shit about that, like, bolsters up people's trust in its quality even if like you know like the game is like Final Fantasy 14 launched in a fucking terrible state but like there was like precedence there for a studio to make something that was not only better than what it started out but like actively good like Final Fantasy 11 was being had been several years out at that point and that was so like it was proof they could make an MMO that was good um uh-huh. whereas Anthem I just don't think it has it had the staying power like I don't think like, even having played the game, like, I can't tell you much about it this far removed from it, because, like, I don't... None, none of it stuck with me in the way that Bioware games, and just, like, well, you know, games in general have to, to maintain an audience, uh, especially, like, having disappeared, like, two years ago and then coming back. Uh, I just... I don't feel like the cards were dealt in the right way for this to for them to pull this off, and I think it's, like, sad in a way, because, like, like I said, like, you know, people put work into it, and, you know, who really other than like shitlords online wants to see a game fail wants to see a game right right you know die a horrible dumb death because i didn't i mean i have been very critical of like the idea that bioware like looked at mass effect andromeda and anthem and decided anthem was the one that they were going to dedicate like the time and resources into possibly salvaging they ultimately didn't but it was only a few months after andromeda came out that it had like its middle in reception that they were like we are canceling the dlc and moving on to other shit uh-huh. um so I think that maybe colored my feelings on the idea of a rework in the first place. But I also just, like, I, I wanted to see... Like, I would have liked to have seen Anthem be a, a game that, like, really felt like Bioware, like, put its passion into it. And, like, was a new world from that studio that we could really be invested in. I just don't think that, like, the game that they made was a game that can facilitate that kind of relationship. Like, I don't think... Like, I was thinking on, like, the, uh, the Mass Effect... The, the latest Mass Effect teaser with Liara in it. I don't think that, like, a character, like, <laughs> they could, like, have an equivalent trailer for Anthem that has a character that, like, is immediately recognizable and, like, has that impact mm-hmm. that Liara did in that trailer. And I just, it's a shame, because I, the, the, the studio is capable of things like that, but I just feel like Anthem is a tragedy of errors, of, like, a misunderstanding of, like, how to structure a Bioware game, and also, like, the way, the things that draw people to their games, and also just, like, the studio is not equipped for, like, live service games to, mm-hmm. like, create something that was, you know, this, this loot shooter loop that constantly brought people back. Because, I mean, if fucking didn't, like, Anthem 
have basically been abandoned by a majority of his player base at this point, and I, I would honestly, be, I would honestly wonder if anybody's playing it now, like in any regular. They, capacity. they are. I was, I was looking into this the other week, and there, there are people who still play it, but the general, um, you know, I'd kind of go to the subreddit and kind of browse the top topics and stuff like that, and it would always be like, I've decided I'm going to start a new account from scratch and build it all the way up and stuff like that. It was kind of like it was people that were trying to pull water from the stone, you know, mm-hmm. it was, they were not necessarily, um, getting, getting things that were encouraging them to explore. They were more trying to find ways to keep re-exploring. And I think that's like the major distinction that, that needs to be drawn here. Cause like, I, I like that you mentioned, um, Bioware's studio, like they, they even note here, like they run the old Republic. They're not, they're not wholly, Un, like unequipped to run live games it's that they're unequipped to run live service games in the mold of a destiny right you know and there is a, i think there is personally there there's a significant difference between um a destiny and a final fantasy 14 mm-hmm. uh they might seem similar on on the outside but they're, they're two very different games that require different things different carrots and sticks to keep uh players moving forward and keep players engaged and also like an mmo at least for me personally like storytelling in an mmo is a different beast entirely than storytelling in a first person shooter game and or i I guess in in terms of anthem it was more of a third person shooter but just that sort of setting having to tell story in that it's a little bit different from what Bioware, especially, you know, the studio that was working on Anthem Next, which is Bioware Austin. Um, a little bit different from what they were used to. Couple in the fact that COVID, like they said, like, right. I, COVID can kind of feel like a cop-out sometimes, honestly. Like, there have been times over the last six months or so where I've, I've seen that comment and I've been like, okay, how much of this really... Uh, like, the one that comes to mind is very recently we had bloodlines to the announcement that they were moving out of 2021 and also taking service like development of the game completely away from its original developer and finding a new developer to work on it and then there was like some toss away line about covid in there as well and i was like okay you can't be like we're completely taking this away from a studio and getting rid of the release date and also covid i'm like that's not like don't don't do that don't don't prop that up as a reason i don't think that's completely the case here like here bioware i think very much had to adapt to a lot of stuff uh like making a live service game in the era of covid is a massive problem like you can see that at other places like you know um apex legends took a while to adapt that's another ea property and uh call of duty took a while to adapt and and it it was tricky across the board. So I think that compounded a lot of things, plus leadership turnover, a lot of movement within Bioware, mm. changes there, and changes within EA in general. So alongside the update today, which is published on um, the Bioware site, uh, over at IGN, Rebecca Valentine, a uh, friend of the show, uh, put out an interview with Laura Miel, who is the new chief studios officer at EA Uh, for their internal studios and there are various quotes about them talking about different franchises that were at ea and how they're 
looking into the future. Kind of the, the headline here is EA is putting the future of its franchises, including Titanfall, into its studio's hands. But there is a quote specifically about Anthem that I've pulled up here. Uh, this is from Miel. We've believed in Anthem every step of the way. We've invested in this game for close to a decade, and we're proud of the work the team has done. Starting with the game's launch two years ago, the team at Bioware has listened to player feedback and brought updates and improvements to the game. However, 2020 and 2021 are unprecedented years when it comes to game development, so we must prioritize both the player experience and what's best for the people working on these games. We want to make sure Bioware is able to focus on making the next Dragon Age and Mass Effect games the best they can be while also continuing to provide quality updates to Star Wars The Old Republic. That's ultimately the best way we can be in service to our players, focusing on these fan favorites and delivering on the community's expectations. Anthem was a creative risk and its challenges have taught us a lot about game design and even how we can improve our development process. This not only benefits de developers but players as well. Um, that last line kind of trips me up every time because I'm like trying to spin that as a positive for the players as well. Just mm. kind of rings hollow for me. But um, the general sentiment here, and they they said that in the update as well, that this team is going to be working on you know the various projects that are throughout Bioware right now, um, at its other studios as well as Star Wars: The Old Republic, which is still going strong, um, or at least strong enough to outlive Anthem, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bioware's doing a lot at the same time. I think at some point they want to see Bioware producing things, mm. and that like like putting out an Anthem reboot, I think, doesn't look like Bioware producing things. It it's them kind of getting caught in a perpetual cycle of catch up. You know, right? They're always going to be behind the beat when it comes to that stuff, and there's so many looter shooters on. Yeah the market right now like we have one i saw earlier today there was talk about new footage for that square enix one that's coming out uh i can't even remember the name of it off the top of my head outsiders out outriders i think if you it was put outriders. a gun in my head i could not tell you what it was i think it's outriders <laughs> yeah and like, um, even on, like just on that note like anthem when it launched was like three four years too late like are you yes. like integrating the market like this like, loot shooter, live service bullshit is, like, very well established in a market at this point, and it was by then, and so I, I just, it, it felt like a, it felt like chasing a trend, even in the moment, and that's a fucking shame for a studio like Bioware that puts out maybe a game every three to four years at this point. Yeah, and it it's a sort of undertaking that, like, an entire team, you think about the, like, course of destiny over the years like destiny one up until the taken king was basically considered a failure like there were some mm. cool things there but it there were constantly talks about oh destiny fell short destiny didn't deliver um what's the you know what's the comeback plan for destiny taking king comes around a lot of the narrative changes destiny 2 comes around it feels like every other week i either see a take that's like this is the best destiny 2's ever been mm. or this is the worst destiny 2 has ever been and granted that's because i follow some certain people on twitter who complain about destiny all the time but that is that is my life with my co-workers so. yeah at the same time it's now built up enough of a thing that people are still attached to it and that's that's taken years that's taken years yeah. and it's taken an entire studio it's taken bungie and bungie has gone through so like so many trials and tribulations throughout development in doing this too 
And I don't think one, you know, one branch of Bioware was like, like I have to wonder how much that factored into it was how for how dramatic was the undertaking that they were proposing and was it enough that only Bioware Austin would have been able to undertake right. it or would have cost additional resources, which if you're working on a Dragon Age and a Mass Effect remaster and a new Mass Effect, mm. like, do you have the resources to make that happen? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a bummer. It is a bummer. Like, it is. it sucks. And I think we're going to see, you know, this is not the first Battleborn like recently yeah. died and yeah that is something sorry like that was something that occurred to me like if anthem is going to in like maybe the next year like completely go offline like that does make me wonder is anthem going to just fucking disappear entirely and that yeah. in spite of like my conflicting feelings on the game like makes me want to go play it again just to like have that experience like maybe like maybe it'll be able to appreciate things more knowing this is it and not like looking at things like, oh, this is something they can improve in the future. This is something that they can change. This is something they can add. Because um, I do think, like, ultimately, my, I might not like Anthem that much, but it, it, it is a moment in the studio's history that I think is an anomaly, for, even in the midst of, like, Mass Effect and Dragon Age, like, having these sort of, like, live service elements or, like, forever game, open world bullshit. Um, seeing, like, Bioware, like, go, like dive straight into that is, you know, different and something that uh -huh. I'm hoping they're not going to repeat. Um, and with yeah. all that knowledge, I would like to maybe just play it again to know, just, just you know, to view it as it is and as all it is ever going to be. Yeah. And, you know, this is, again, this is not anything anywhere close to new. Like, you know, EverQuest died ages ago. Like, this is... Games online games service games come and go with console generations with developers with studios with publishers like this stuff like like these games are not necessarily built to last in the longest terms they're just meant to last in a longer term than say a mass effect does mm. i think that's one of the larger things i mean that's they even talked about it with the Mass Effect remaster when people were asking them, you know, why aren't you bringing back Mass Effect 3 multiplayer? And they were just saying, like, look, we just don't, don't think we can support it. Like, that's... It, it would be a massive undertaking to make it, and then they'd have to support it as a live service game beyond that. And that suddenly seems like a very prudent move on their parts to understand the size of their studio and the undertakings that they are going through and assess what needs resources where. And that gives me actually, oddly enough, a little bit of hope about Bioware moving forward because I would rather see some caution and stuff like that rather than just like reckless ambition because I think that's what led to things like Anthem. But, yeah. Um, yeah. or at and least that, understanding where to, you know, like if you're a batter at the mound, like understanding what pitches you gotta swing on and what pitches right. you can let sail by. Yeah, and that is something that, like, I, this is essentially what I ended up writing about it today, was that, like, I hope that, like, maybe if, like, okay, Dragon Age and Mass Effect come out and they are, you know, hopefully a little bit more, like, grounded in what people want in those games, I mm -hmm. hope it does not, like, I hope the fact that Anthem, like, crashed and burned is not going to dissuade Bioware from making something fucking new. Like, I, and that is something that, like, we even talked about, like, I think near the end of uh, the, the Dragon Age season. Like, I 
I wanted Mass Effect to be over after three. I don't think Dragon Age is going to like, like Dragon Age has like no sense of direction anyway. So like we mm-hmm. can't really gauge how much more of that universe there is to see, or like how much more, how many more games there can be. I am ready to see Bioware do something new and it not be like such a drastic departure that they are making a game they're not equipped for that they try and like actively deviate away from why people like Bioware games in the first place. Because I would like it's been years since Bioware has had an original IP that wasn't Anthem. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of infuriating to me. And th- <laughs> that, like, whether or not Anthem succeeded or not, like, if, 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 that, if that is, like, somehow tied to whether or not they do make something new after, say, the next Mass Effect or whenever, like, whatever the timeline is, like, I don't want... I, I hope Anthem's... The, the story of Anthem is not something that Bioware thinks is indicative of its ability to make something worthwhile and, like, make them just stay with what's comfortable. Because, like, even... I gotta say, like, even the next Mass Effect, like, going back to the Milky Way and, like, having Liara, like, that feels very safe to me. That feels very... We're gonna rely on something that we know will draw people in, that people uh, will... You know, like, that That alone is, like, a selling point for some people. And I think that's... I mean, we, we will know when they actually end up making... Like, the game actually comes out. But, like, I... That does not instill a lot of confidence in me that this next Mass Effect is going to be something risky or something that you know since it's something as memorable as the trilogy was like that like the thing that makes the Mass Effect trilogy so memorable for people is that it took a massive risk in making a trilogy that was like bringing a character through and it's like nothing had been done on that scale before and I don't know like I, I would like to see a, maybe a more calculated but also like I, I think you can be risky and calculated in the same move and that just means like understanding why or like what your strengths are and how best to utilize them in ways that are not just the same fucking thing over and over and over or even like in cases like Inquisition and Andromeda like leaning into things that you maybe or like trying to adapt the things that you already make that you know are successful into something that you're maybe being made to believe by the industry at large is a requirement for success or or relevancy yeah I I mean Calling it, like, I think it's easier to understand how massive the undertaking of Mass Effect was in retrospect than it was at the time. Like, the first Mass Effect was, at least for me, like, I was just like, oh, that was a cool game. I was like, cool, they're making a second one. Oh, cool, they're making a third one. Shepard keeps carrying over. That's rad. Like, I think that's, well, A, I think that's a trick. You can only really, like, wow people with once because now we're living in, like, a post-Telltale world and all that. Um, But... At the same time, it's, I think, you know, they're well known for making these big, creating RPGs that only a company with a budget like Bioware can create, you know, the same way that CD Projekt Red was known for that before Cyberpunk 2077 came out. <laughs> and um, it's, I think, I think first and foremost, that's like their main, you know, that's what's going to get people on board. And then, you know, that's when you look at, like, okay, what are they going to do that's new? What are they going to do that's interesting? Because I don't think... I, I agree with you. They can't just come in and play the hits and and score some points. That's that's kind of what the, the Legendary Edition is, is that's them coming out and playing the song that everybody knows from the radio. But, yeah. um, you know, after you do that, you've got to impress with whatever's next. Um, and they'll be Dragon Age. So uh, that's... I'm, I am interested to see kind of what they learned because inquisition was good 
you know, Inquisition was solid. And it, it, it sold well, it, it reviewed well, it did everything well. Um, and I'm interested to see where they go with it, what they do with it. And then, obviously, whatever that is, however that shapes up, is then already going to be setting the tone for Mass Effect. Like, you're going to see pieces the day after Dragon Age comes out that's like, here's how it reviewed, what does this mean for Mass Effect, and all that kind of stuff. Like, mm. that's immediately going to be the tone. And I don't know. It's, you know, Bioware is just kind of, I think there's there's just a recognition that they need to really deliver on on what they've been known to deliver on and i think the last the last point i want to plug here before we move on to our quarter of a story is a tenth of like i would say it's like a tenth or like a even a hey penny a hey penny of a story um is that i hope that this means that everyone at who is working on anthem everyone who was on that team is going to be staying gainfully employed is going to be yeah. uh still working and just you know might have their job duties change or whatever but still continue to work at that studio um and still continue to stay gainfully employed because that's that's number one it's it's a it's a freaking pandemic out here y'all keep your devs employed um everyone who worked on that you know regardless of anthem's reception you can't argue that it wasn't a game of quality. You can't argue that it wasn't a game that was clearly made by a team that knows how to make video games. It was not. Um, it was not some sort of like, you know, destructive, catastrophic failure. It was just a game that didn't click. You know, as even when I was playing it, I think we all have those games where you play a game and you're like, yeah, this is clearly made of quality. It's just not for me. Like that's. You know, I just, I'm just not digging it. It's, it's not doing it for me. Good job. You made a good video game, which is not one that I enjoy. That's how I've always felt mm. every time I've played Anthem. And I mean, maybe uh, in, like, the... Like, maybe in, like, you know, Vertical Slices, it might have came off the way, but I think it was, like... There were moments oh, I, in that I, I'm game I'm sure where... there, there are larger issues with it. I'm not denying that at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, my point is that people on that team can make video games and i hope they can continue to make video games at bioware um and this just becomes a learning lesson and not some sort of like portent of even worse things to come so right yeah ken shall we discuss the hey penny of a story um do okay i don't don't make a fucking Mass Effect movie about Shepard. I don't know who I need to tell to not do that. Well, I don't know if it's Bioware. I, I don't know if it's EA. I don't know if it's who the hold, fuck it is. Don't on. make a do not do not make a fucking movie about a character who can be fucking anybody. I don't care if Henry Cavill and Oscar Isaac get get cast as Shepard and Caden and you make them kiss. That is very enticing to me. I don't give a fuck. I don't want to see that movie. I don't want to see a movie that is like that is like a series that is about like everyone's perception of that world being different, making some fucking white bread version of Shepard, the person that everybody knows from the fucking movie. The Mass Effect universe is big enough. You don't have to focus on that dude again. Like, fucking leave it alone, goddammit! Why can't you people just leave shit alone? A, so number one, before we move on to what the story actually is, uh, Ken, you and I have had several years of podcasting together. You should know that the problem is not having a Shepard that could be fucking anybody. In fact, Shepard's not fucking enough, buddy, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but mm. um, Henry Cavill posted a cryptic tease on Instagram. This is 
a screenshot via uh, uh, via Shinobi six hundred two on Twitter. Um, Henry Cavill posts an image where he's he's clearly in a you know getting makeup and and costuming done. Uh, a lot of people are speculating that it is for uh, The Witcher season two because it looks like he's got kind of a Geralt wig. Uh, being put on him by some folks and he's sitting in a chair he's holding up a piece of paper uh, that is intentionally blurred out Uh, you can only make out like you really can't make out a lot of words uh, but uh, he's going the the caption says secret project or just a handful of paper with random words on it guess you'll have to wait and see happy hump day all Uh, people have zoomed in they've zoomed and enhanced the text and uh some of the words they have made out include Cerberus, Reaper, Geth, and Tally Zora. Um, what this means at this point is really anybody's guess. Um, I don't think, me personally, I don't think that... So what that looks like to me is basically like a lore... Um, like kind of a lore explainer like something mm. that somebody would read to brush up on the universe of something that they're going to be participating in it looks like a briefer for a project it, it's definitely not a script it's 100 percent not a script um scripts have very specific formatting and stuff and that's not formatted like a script as somebody points out it looks like somebody just copy texted some text from or copy pasted some text from a wiki or a wikipedia onto a word document and printed it out um some of the speculation has been that this implies there's a mass effect movie or tv series in the works because obviously we are in the age of video games getting prestige adaptations you know we have last of us is in production um mortal Kombat's coming out in two months hype for that oh my god i'm gonna die that looks so good (laughs) um uh you know there's various different things in the works uh, I would say, like, EA specifically has not really been participating in that stuff. Like, you know, and, and maybe that's because EA does a lot of, you know, franchise tie-ins. Like, all the all the things you would expect them to make movies of are already movies. Like, they, you know, they do a lot of Star Wars games, and there are already Star Wars movies, so that doesn't make any sense. So, um but I think what would make more sense and what people are speculating is that possibly um, mocap or voice acting might be looking at uh, entering some level of production for the next Mass Effect project, which could implicate that Henry Cavill would be involved in the next Mass Effect. Uh, I, th- I personally think that is way more likely than anything else. Mm. Or, or maybe they're going to do some sort of like celebrity tie-in and have like, oh, here's henry cavill talking about how great mass effect is or something like that but um i don't think you'd need like a whole explainer page for that um i mean mass effect's no stranger to celebrity tie-ins you know mass effect 3 had a mass effect andromeda had some pretty prominent ones they had natalie dormer in there so yeah i feel like henry cavill is not much of a stretch from that especially um, like he's been fairly upfront that he like is active like actively plays games like is interested he in is, that he is a capital like, g gamer and like i mean he was just in the witcher so like i don't think that like mm-hmm. you know him not like him being in maybe what is the game or just something i don't know that 
if this is if this mm-hmm. is some sort of adaptation, I'm with you, Ken, and I think a lot of people are in that like we don't need an adaptation of Mass Effect because that first that would be very difficult because like Shepard's supposed to be sandwich bread the character because you're supposed to put whatever toppings you want on top of Shepard right. and now it's right. your sandwich and if you try to make a sandwich for everybody nobody wants to eat that sandwich because somebody won't like what that sandwich is it's not their sandwich so um the chef sandwich has got to stay sacred and yeah. uh again I, anath- I, that would be antithetical to math effect yeah yeah especially coming off of paragon lost like i'm not really keen on any extra fiction in mass effect at the moment in any sort of media format that's not a video game (laughs) (laughs) um i like you just run into all kinds of issues there so that's i think it's way more likely that this is some kind of briefer for a project and this is not any i'm not please this is not any sort of forbidden knowledge this is not leaks or anything like that this is just us speculating but me speculating with my with my brain cells says that this is probably not any sort of movie or tv adaptation uh i feel like this is probably more like he's involved with some sort of project at bioware specifically whether that be some sort of promotional thing or or the game that'd be cool if he was in the game i'd be down for that if he was in the game i know he's had some some quotes over the years that have been not so awesome but um he's also been generally considered to be like you know prominent and all that kind of stuff and i don't know he's hot yeah, that's <laughs> true can't deny that the man is pretty um yeah, yeah. somebody in the comments here down here it says uh this is a printout of math effect wikipedia page yeah yeah um so I yeah I'd be surprised if this has any yeah any heft to it in terms of some Mass Effect movie but maybe we get surprised and then Ken and I have to do a whole podcast series about a Mass Effect movie. Mm. <laughs> Hate that for us. Um, honestly, Ken and I debated about bringing this up beforehand uh, in our little bio bit here. The only reason I proposed that we did is because I thought that the timing of henry cavill leaking this info right after the anthem next announcement seemed a little too coincidental <laughs> so i think that's before? all i have to say on that front but it might have been before actually i'm not sure well it's the timeline of the day. on the same day within the same time sure. frame i because it, it works if you put it out before too but yeah i that's maybe that's it. like even after having worked in this industry that long it's like that just feels like a weird thing like what exactly do you think people can't focus on two things at once like do you think i'm incapable of recognizing that you killed a game while also a hot hollywood man is apparently involved in your franchise or possibly i'll, I'll tell in- you right now ken it doesn't matter about you what it matters about is that at the top of the twitter trending topics it says henry cavill and mass effect and not anthem and bioware that's well, that's the goal. It says that's... Anthem right here next to this. I'm looking at the oh, I know. I, I, ju- I literally I just checked I my. I literally just checked my trending topics, so it may not have worked as expertly if it was planned. But um, I mean, I don't think is, is Cavill known for leaking stuff because he's not. He's not Tom Holland, so mm, not that but... I know of off the top of my head. 
Yeah. So that was the other thing that made me kind of suspicious was because it's like, you know, Tom Holland, you get him talking for like five minutes and he'll tell you everything about all the projects he's working on because he's too pure for this world. But um, you, you, I, I don't think Henry Cavill is, is that kind of dude. So I don't know. I keep thinking every time I think of Henry Cavill, I think of either him building that computer uh both because everybody loved it that day but because he had a house that looked like an old person's house and that like weirded me out i was like he's got a grandpa house but um also yes i have seen the two i've seen pieces of the tutors that's my like core memory of henry cavill seeing his ass in that in that tv series i was gonna say my other one is when he was in the mission impossible movie and he was reloads in the bathroom. Yeah, he reloads his fists. I can never not think about that because it's real dumb, but also really good. Like it just it is an image that sticks with you. Whoever made that commercial knew that. They saw that. They were like, man, he's reloading his fists. I will have to put this in the commercial <laughs> in the trailer. Um uh, that's a good movie. Mission Impossible series post like post MI3 got pretty good. It was a good series of movies. Starring a very, very strange man, but uh, good series <laughs> of movies. Mm. I mean, that's that's about it for our, you know. This is not a long bio bit. This is pretty straightforward news, but uh, you know, best best thoughts out to all those those Anthem developers. Mm. Hope y'all all find gainful employment on new projects and and continue chasing your truth in this world. Ken, any last thoughts here? No. Anthem does not provoke that many thoughts for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's well, not folks, true. I just wrote like a thousand fucking words on fanboy. You, you can go read that. Y'all can go read that if you want like something that's not me just shooting from the hip and speaking without thinking. And Exactly. Head to fanbyte.com for Ken's more composed takes, edited takes. Not the the raw, unedited bio bit format that we have here, but that's it for this one. We'll see you next time for Mass Effect News, but you know, Dragon Age, Dragon Age News, Bioware News, or you know, next time for our next episode. I think as of this recording, our Paragon Lost episode is up for everyone out there, and uh, we'll be recording our Dawn of the Seeker podcast this weekend. Definitely looking forward to that. I'll be viewing it a couple days from now, so I can keep it fresh in my mind. But I'm mm-hmm. very much looking forward to having a movie night, seeing the one, the only Dragon Slayer taken down some dragons that's what it's about right i have not i've stayed very blind on this but but from what i understand there is there's some dragon attacking going on you want to know the wild thing about that movie and you you know me like i have like usually Uh fucking perfect memory okay i remember exactly four seconds of that movie and it is the last four seconds oh okay okay so i'm going with mostly blind too this this will be excellent then we'll we'll have a pretty good podcast then you can hear that uh for patrons whenever that goes up uh on our feed and then for everybody else uh the next wednesday after this goes live but until then we'll see you on the next normandy fm